seen some eastern mmos that are on the table too i don't put a lot of stake in most eastern games just because of the monetization um, scheme but let's be real these days it's hard to compare to diablo immortal oh there's a jab that's right every damn time you filthy bastards that's what you deserve in my humble opinion Look, filthy man. Do you hear like, that? It's it's the sucking sound of your coin purse getting surrounded <laughs> <laughs> with. The original ninja looter is apparently uh, Garrett Garrett Chang here. Dude, I'm telling or you, man. Chang, rather. The time spent on Vera felt almost like an interregnum back on Sanctus. A break between rains always felt like a calm before the storm. This feeling was something all the Pathfinders had a sense of as they trekked across the Varan landscape. Civilization had come, and it would reshape the face of the world. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders. Your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm returning today with our glorious Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back, Faisal. Greetings. Friends, it's good to be back. We missed the show last week. I saw a bunch of stuff going on in chat, so I'll be catching up on that. And that's where I say, what do you mean by chat, Sim? I'm watching this on YouTube. I'm listening to it on the Podbean or iTunes or something. So I say, homie, you just got to be there when it's live or you don't get the full scope of the show. It's like a hell of a time. And that people are welcoming us back right now, I think, uh, in chat. And I'm going to have to catch up on some things. So, gentlemen, I hope you got a lot to say because I might have to multitask and catch up on things here shortly. But before we dig in too far, I've got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast. That's AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Um, friends, I know it's been a while, but... If you haven't shown this show some love, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, it'd be greatly appreciated. You can go over to our pin post over at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. You'll see the pin post right there at the top. Click on the iTunes link. You can see the link to all the other places as well. But if you go there, give us a review, leave us five stars, let us know you like the show, you leave a comment, we'll read it here live. You can also call in. 215396646801 to leave a voice message and as long as it's appropriate comedy and enthusiasm and passion always encouraged we will play it here live on the show um anything else i could think of nothing nothing in the mailbag you can shoot something to the mailbag if you'd like to over at uh, ashespathfinders@gmail.com Got Pathfinder grunts. They're slow. They're worse than the orcs in WoW, actually. But they get it to us at some point in time. So if you do it, <laughs> you like that reference a little bit. No zug zugs, right? No me, not that kind of orc speak. But... A little triggered, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> it? 
What a hell of a way to start the show. Let's just undermine the other competition. Give them a nice jab in the side with a pointed end of the stick. Friends, it's good to be back. We missed last week. Uh, I was on vacation or really just time off. Um, yeah, it was a uh, very recharging. You know, I do this once, uh, once in the summer and once in the winter, every six months roughly. And this one was a special one, you see, because... I was working on some stuff and things for my fantasy world, my project itself, right? So I got the website squared away. It's just the face page right now, the front page rather. I uh, got the Twitch, got the YouTube, got all the social media places sorted, looking good and ready to start sharing stuff and things. So it's pretty exciting because uh been a, been a work in progress. I got a lot of stuff prepared, a lot of things laid down for the writing process, started it a bit already as well. And uh Sneak peek. Sneak well, peek. <laughs> well, if you go and people are like, what the hell? What is this thing? Well, I could talk about it. You see, I said when I came back, I'd, I'd talk about it. It's the master's core. It's a project I've been working on for 15 plus years. And the people that are part of that, I've got a Discord community for it that started forming up. I've got all the things for it. So if you're interested in high fantasy fiction and uh, the potential for seeing that come to life in a game and you, you like you like interesting stories like that, then then it might be for you, right? But uh, to the people that are interested, it's it's there, and I'll be sharing things over there. So, pretty exciting. Uh, I'm really I'm really stoked, man. I'm like extremely stoked actually to just like start sharing it all now. Um, but gentlemen, that's a great way to talk about what the hell we've all been up to. I kind of shared a little bit of, of mine. I, I basically took time off, and I made sure to not dig in too much to everything I could be doing. I actually took time off. I told myself like a good four or five days out of the couple weeks, like, I'm not going to do anything today. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fight my natural compulsive tendency to grind away at the stuff of things I want to accomplish. I'm going to tell myself no. I told myself no. Also, my little brother, Baz, got married. So that was pretty fantastic. Oh, he got married a couple nice. weeks back. Thanks, it was a great time. Um, there I was in a button-up <laughs> dress shirt with a freaking tie and a vest on in the middle of the daggum summer and i was sweating i was sweating y'all but i made that shit look good and i i suffered well as our undead in world of warcraft will tell you why why are we making the wow references man i don't i don't know man it's it, i know you just i have like this, the, i need we need to cleanse our palates here so we're talking some ashes so i'm telling you we're about to we're talking about the things that are well whatever they are and we're about to get into some good ashes stuff man i'm pretty stoked about it so uh gentlemen what the hell have you been up to it's been two weeks since our last show how's the world how's life treating you any anything cool been going on you want to talk about share with everybody um, like I, on like on a personal level, I've been doing some like more creative writing, just like more, you know, personal stuff, just kind of, you know, doing that a bit. And that's been pretty rewarding and, and actually been doing some reading, um, some self-improvement reading nice. and that's been pretty fun. And then, and then the fun stuff I, I finally finished control, which oh. is like a really solid game if you haven't played it. Um, yeah, it's remedies You're done really good with this. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely a fun time. So I finished the DLCs this recently, and it, it was a good time. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Right on, man. How about you, Faisal? I'm still working on my board game cafe, and I'm currently on the design part. I'm still oh, yeah. going through stuff and things. 
Yeah, you were talking about it in the in the pre-show with us. It was a pretty interesting idea. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm going to share everything, but uh, I, I'm I'm interested, dude. I'm definitely interested in what you're going to do. I'll keep you there. updated on Twitter. <laughs> well, I was about to make a dig at that, too. <laughs> Whoa. Mind blown. <laughs> I was going to be like, I was going to be like, does that mean you're going to like, I don't know, engage on your Twitter account or something? Maybe. <laughs> Faisal Space, man, I'm oh. telling you. Everybody in chat, man, thank you for the love. Thanks for the hype train and, and the subs and everything. I really appreciate the love uh, on our first day back. It's greatly appreciate everybody. Um, anybody else? Anybody else having a hot summer? Holy shit, it's getting hot here. No exaggeration. Faisal's like, please, this is like nothing compared to, and I'm like, fine, but over here, it's a big deal. Like, dude, I was looking at temperatures next week. It says 109. I was like, no, not even including heat yeah. index. I was like, uh, uh. The thing is, guys, it's it's not exaggeration here. They're talking about like 30 Celsius, and I'm over here melting in 46. <laughs> So those, when they tell me 30, those are just rookie numbers. <laughs> That's enough out of you, murder hey, bunny. Hey, I, I've been in, in the 40 plus Celsius arena myself back home. But now where I'm at now, I, it, it's not the heat that as much as the humidity. It's Truth. like when I'm walking to work at 530 in the morning <gasps> and I feel like I need a shower by the time I walk 10 minutes from my apartment mm, to work. Yeah. It's like, why? Why me, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of my time in the army. It was like we had this, uh, we had this like uh, cadence we'd sing to. Be like, Lord, can we get a break? We ain't really happy here. Take a look into our eyes and see pain without fear. Yeah, that was like one of them. Minus the pain without fear, maybe just the pain. See pain and some fear. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk ashes, y'all. Look, if you're interested in a guild for ashes of creation, Knights of the Phoenix. We are recruiting. We are only recruiting people that are like sort of organically here in the community. We're not looking to like fluff numbers. We want people that are just normal community members that are kind of here and and sort of building a core right there. And then and then as we get closer to like Alpha Twos and stuff, um, we'll recruit to sort of fill the ranks, right? But but that's kind of what we're doing, building a solid core. And quite frankly, I'm very happy, right? This is very much a quality over quantity approach, and uh, we don't have a ton of people. But you know what? I'm happy with the people we got, man. We have a really good time. It feels every time we get together, we do stuff. It just feels like hanging out with your homies. And that's, that's, that's everything I want, man. So, um, anyway, gentlemen, so if people are interested in your discord, holla at your homie Sim here, and, uh, we'll talk about getting you in if you're, if you're part of the community already, um, or just kind of explain, um, what the sort of method is there. Community days are resuming on Fridays moving forward. We'll have one this Friday and I believe next Friday as well. Looking, looking pretty solid for that. Uh, we're kind of debating on the game. Um, we need to hit City of Heroes, though, for our community. I haven't done that in like a month or something because of... Yeah, for sure. I was know. just thinking that when you posted that in uh, Discord. Mm. Yeah, so people are talking about at region or whatever. So it's actually going to be central. Uh, that's probably the, the region we're going to choose uh, for Ashes because, quite frankly, it helps to balance like the people on the East and the West Coast. It's a good, happy medium that tends to work well for pretty much anybody in the U.S. If you're outside the U.S., you can be there. Just understand. <laughs> it, may not, it may not be ideal hours for you, but that's we've, we've got some people there like Armored Cell, man. He's he's oceanic, man. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be with us. That's gonna be fantastic. And he brought us some information to share today too. So um, all the Alpha One vods from last year, 
that uh, I've had going on Ashes HQ are continuing to go, everybody. So if you've been enjoying those, uh, I think we're on playthrough nine. Part three is going to be Wednesday. Wait, Monday? What? Whatever. Tuesday? Something like that. They're going every other day. They're out there. You can check them out. But um, we've got some cosmetics that were released. We had a dev discussion around Ashes that was also released that we're going to be digging into. We're really going to be, I think, spending a good bit of time talking about that. Um, we'll start talking about the cosmetics that were released. But Armored Cell actually gave me some pretty good information related to uh, the map discussion that I'm going to share and kind of go over along with whatever else we're all talking about. Kind of going to reflect on overall just world development, I think, a good bit. Um and have some discussion around around that today. Um, if you've got some topics you'd like us to talk about, um, be sure to like go and start a conversation over on Ashes HQ forums. Uh, post it in the Discord under uh, you know Ashes Pathfinders or Ashes of Creation. Make sure you tag me if it's an Ashes of Creation in Discord. That's discord.gg forward slash simorg. You can go in there, do it there. Um, but gentlemen, we're going to talk about these cosmetics. I saw a lot of people were excited about them, and. Um, yeah, why don't we just go ahead and throw those up on screen real quick and take a little look-see. And let me go back to the beginning. Up, 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 up. I see little people. I see Dwarvis. I see Dwarvis. <laughs> <laughs> I see Dwarvis on the daggum screen. What the talk, father? What? There's no. Are we going to start that already? There's no Dark Overlord. There is no Dark Father. There's none of those things. Um, looks like we got another Dwarven-styled one. Oh, you mean? Indeed. I hear Indeed. you. Indeed, you. Dark Overlord. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> this is a lie. It's not true. I swear it. I swear it. But there we go. So it's called Thunder at the Gate. This uh, this set right here uh, it will be available uh, from July 13th. So it launched like just the other day through until August 10th. And there they are, right? They're calling them Thunder at the Gate. And these are there's some interesting ones. So I'm going to let these play so people can kind of see what we're looking at here. These did deliver once again on, on, a, on a, a nice narrative for all of them. And I know, look, some of us are really big on a, on a pretty epic story. Like that's my thing, right? If it's, if a game typically doesn't have an interesting story, I kind of like, eh, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I can like it sometimes. Sometimes I can't, I just can't get into it because it doesn't have a great story. Um, so when I see these things, they make references towards like potential social organizations, um, you know, race, uh, historical race components to the different races or like sex of the races or something, travelers, whatever it might be. Uh, it's interesting because you kind of wonder what of that we will see in the game. And when I see those those references and those um, narratives under each of these different like pets and mounts and uh, freehold cosmetics and things like that, it, it's hard not to wonder about it, and it does give you potentially some insight into what the different races, past, present, potentially even future uh, narratives are going to kind of be. But what were your guys' thoughts about these in general? Any 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 thoughts on them? Like them, love them, hate them? I know the last set, Phaser, was all about. Yeah, that was that was a sweet <laughs> set. I agree there, and and I'm gonna say I'm gonna admit. My name is Daedalus, and I have a cosmetic addiction. <laughs> oh, no. This is yet another shut up and take my money month. So all hail Stephen Sandalord, Armored Cell, my brother. I see him. Praise the Lord in the chat. Praise the Sandalord. <laughs> him and his, his cult of Stephen is a man. What, what can I say? 
Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, I <laughs> generally do not play dwarves in games rarely. I mean, I think I had a bank alt in that Blizzard game that shall remain nameless. Um, but I never really like, you know, dug into dwarven races. I really like this set. It's unique. And I think the color scheme alone was what caught my eye. Um, but I think it's just very unique. And I, I say that every month, you know, when when they come with things out. But it, it's really sincere, like from the heart. There's a lot of like love and it just feels very handcrafted uh, as opposed to cookie cutter, which I've seen in other games. And so I, I did really like it a lot. I was actually particularly impressed um, and kind of tickled by the the tortoise with the freaking laser beam on his <laughs> on his back. I so dwarf cannon, if uh, anything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know, but I it, it's sorry. It's it's an it's an old school uh, Austin Powers reference, but it was really cool. Um, I, I like that, and it's again very unique take. Um, it's something that like I plan to, as you know, also ha- I also have an alt problem, but this that's a different show um oh thursday wait for it we got a whole we got a whole rant on thursday coming up boy gentlemen oh my gosh the past week has just given us so much to work with for a couple weeks on the lfm podcast check it out thursday 5 p.m central standard time right here okay continue to list <laughs> no but i i think it, i i do i will have a, a dwarf alt and this is like a really unique set that i like so i think they did a good job and i agree with you on the lore and I liked how the tie-ins, like that they had the tie-ins for the necklace to the, you know, to the pet. I, I think it was just, it all was just, you know, chef's kiss, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good. Yes. Uh, I also like the, the like, the, the Storm Battalion uh, mm. spear gear. Oh, yeah. Sapper's gear, sorry. Uh, yeah. Because it's, it feels like they're all about chemicals and demolition. I see the demolition part for sure. I definitely see it yeah. in the gear, especially with like a face shield going on. Mm-hmm. It feels like uh, like if if they would have flamethrowers, I would not be disappointed. Like I can see it working. <laughs> I mean, at first glance, I thought that Dagum Terrapin, the Storm Snapper, had something like that on the back. I was like, is that an effing cannon on his back, homie? No way, they wouldn't do that. That'd be kind of, you know, that would be a little yeah. a little much. But geez, dude, I saw that thing. Look at that thing. That one I've been contemplating. Uh, I'm not a big fan of like snappers in the real world, but um, that's pretty, that looks pretty gnarly. I, I do like the colors a lot though with this set. I, I like the, especially with like the, um, that sort of like the whistle, right? Like if that had been a weapon, like it'd been a hammer and you had like that sort of like metal with like painted metal uh, vibe going on, that would have probably been like, I would have probably had a hard time uh, not picking that up if it was like a weapon cosmetic or something like that. Uh, but that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Um, the the gear, this one isn't like so much re- a huge resonating uh, set for me. Although I did find it interesting because usually whenever I see a set and they have like the caravan skin, it usually sort of the, the, the creatures towing it sort of tend mm-hmm. to look like the mount that's usually there. And that didn't was not the case this time because these were like bears. 
So I definitely feel like they're starting to vary it up a bit. But this one, this one, this this caravan, to be honest, like it ain't got it ain't got shit on the the one that had like the freaking built in tavern going on. That was like a dwarven style. That one I was like, oh, baby. Oh, baby. That one. That one. I was like, dude, party wagon. Bring your brews. Get on back of the caravan. Let's go. You drink our way. To the dag location we're traveling to. Exodus. To Exodus. Yeah, drunken Exodus. This one overall, though, I don't know, man. I don't know that I get any of this stuff. It, I'm I'm being, in fairness, being much more picky about what I choose to purchase moving forward. Um, but also, I still kind of go back to it's got to really resonate for me. Like, I've got to see that I'm going to be on that mount, have that pet out you know, have that freehold skin, any of that. Like I've got to feel like on a character, I would actually use it. And some of the ones I've already picked up sort of trumpet, no matter which race and class combination I'm going with. Not that I've got a list anywhere. Cause I'm not that OCD about this sort of stuff. Um, but I've got a pretty good variety going back to like the beginning already. So at this point it's got to like really hit me like, Ooh man, I really, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I got to have it, got to have it. Although the Terrapin, the Storm Snapper, that's a pretty cool one. I did like a lot of the um, the narrative, though, for all of these. So I think that's pretty interesting. I am curious about, like, this discussion on the Storm Battalion. That one I thought was kind of interesting. Kind of wondering how we may or may not see that uh, sort of integrated into, like, the game narrative at some point. Uh, because there was quite yeah. a bit around that. Now, the one thing I did like a lot was the Tempest Watch Post. And that was the... Um, because it sort of has like that planetary sort of thing going on. What do you yeah, call it? Yeah. Um, that was also very unique. I mean, I think somebody said in chat looked mm-hmm. kind of futuristic, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that there's some level of like magical technology because we've seen some is. of that in um, some of the Vec architecture, like when they were in the not, not Vec, sorry, it might have been uh, Empyrean when they were showing like the library with the like. Uh, you know, different sculptures there. I mean, my oh, been yeah. been, it's been a minute, but, right. but yeah, I, I wish, think that was really good. Mm-hmm. I wish they would add a little bit more jewels into it so they can re- represent the magic more uh, to the building. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, don't know. You just, you, no, no, no. I just, you know, sometimes you got to think, Faisal, you say things and they sound pretty good, right? But because it's who you are saying those things, <laughs> All I okay. could all I could picture was this jewel to freehold and a murder bunny sitting there trying to pop the jewels out of it and throw it in his little knapsack before he hopped away with blood trails behind him. But I mean, I mean, yeah. that's your job. You're the one who steals. <laughs> I don't know. This is enough. This is bullshit. Nice. <laughs> Two years of this is bullshit. Man. You like dove into that dude like a high, high five, buddy. It's for anybody new who watches this show or is listening to it. This is a false narrative that's been painted against me. It's lies and stamp. It's literally lies and slander. I tell you. And Stephen Sharif has helped to reinforce this narrative. So is Margaret Crone, right? But more of the blame is on Stephen, right? 
right? And, and we've had these like situations where we, I even quizzed you all on this, and it was very clear that the majority of you are biased that you'll just believe what Stephen tells you, and that's a little concerning, right? Free thinking is actually important, y'all. I just encourage you to do a little bit more of that. Stop blaming no, it's me. Too, it's too easy. No, no, no. You're pushing your own narrative. <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> There's great facts here. Wait, hold on. What? I wouldn't do that. What? I haven't been doing that at all for two years. <laughs> like, I have no idea what you mean, Tim. All hail Lord Stephen. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Blasphemy. Look at that armored cell. It, it leads the cult of Stephenism. Um, and uh, I just want you to understand he is in Knights of the Phoenix, but it's that is not, not a our cult, religion. It's a group of like-minded individuals. <laughs> Since every cult leader ever, right? We're not a cult. We're just a, a group of like-minded individuals who'd like to spend a lot of time together and talk about our common common ground, similar shared interest, etc. <laughs> it's um it's a thing. I should probably move on at this point. Um yeah, so. anyway. There we go. As always, I'm I'm very curious what you all think about these particular cosmetics as well. Like, is it stuff that you're interested in? Do you like them? Some of y'all just like, I'm tired of talking about cosmetics, Tim. I'm tired of it. But, you know, it's always interesting because they do a lot of showing and a lot of telling live streams out of any game development. Um, the one thing I got to give Ash as a creation is like clockwork. They, especially in the past two years or so, I've just got a nice steady pace of consistent showcase right and it is you know the criticisms we used to have of the live streams and like this like showing a lot for a while and then having nothing really kind of going on it, we aren't in those those places anymore that we used to have a lot of criticisms of it and I, I think to anybody, you know, this isn't a white knight thing here. This is just real talk. I think to anybody who is like gets super <laughs> critical of there's something in chat, isn't there? Oh my God. Uh, there's a clip in chat from the glorious Alfina add jewels to loot. It's a clip. I have a feeling that's going to end up being on the Ashes HQ YouTube channel as a short in some near future. Well, there's that. Let me know what you think about these cosmetics in the comments on YouTube. Uh, definitely share your, your thoughts here. What were you going to say, Dayless? One more thing I would say, and again, like whether you purchase the cosmetics or not, mm. I enjoy seeing them every month because I feel like I'm getting a little more knowledge about the world and how the world is going to be populated. And that, to me, is the biggest takeaway. Like in addition to things that are like, hey, that's cool. I want to be able to like mm -hmm. use that in the future. It's the world building aspect that I continue to like like to see because it just gives us maybe and even if some of that's non-canon, it gives us right. some insight in, in terms of the uniqueness of the world, which I tend not to see in a lot of other games. And right. I do like that here. So, I mean, that would be like my take again, you know, purchase agnostic i think it's really cool to see what they come up with every month yeah especially since we end up usually seeing some sort of variation of the creatures later which is really cool the character models that they work on for the different creatures it's really interesting to see like the variations we get down the road because you'll be you'll forget about it and then they'll pop it up and you're like damn that's lit the only downside with the, the cosmetic stuff is there's no way to like actually see a sort of preview before they actually deliver you know, before the, yeah. the window closes, that's our running uh, complaint, basically. I think around around the community as a whole, we definitely talk about it here quite a bit. But 
Um, hopefully we'll get to a place where we'll see more of that in the future. Um, I've been noticing a lot of MMORPGs have been in development lately. We saw, I think, one we're going to probably talk about on Thursday's LFM show about uh, the, what was it, the uh, Warframe devs? Yeah, right? There's like one Soul Frame. Mm-hmm. Soul Frame. So that's going to be interesting. We already know that you've got League of Legends one that's been in development. Um, I've yep. seen some Eastern MMOs that are on the table, too. I don't put a lot of stake in most Eastern games just because of the monetization um, scheme. But let's be real. These days, it's hard to compare to Diablo Immortal. Oh, there's a jab. That's right. <laughs> Every damn time, you filthy bastards. That's what you deserve in my humble opinion. Look, filthy. Man, I, you hear like, that? It's it's the sucking sound of your coin purse getting <laughs> with. The original Ninja Looter is apparently uh, Garrett Garrett Chang here, dude. I'm telling or you, man. Chang, rather, you know, I've been. I've, I, this is just like this is just discussion, right? Uh, I I'm just glad we don't see certain behaviors with Intrepid like at all, like trying to redefine terms to kind of fit the narrative to make what sort of filthy, scummy practices that uh, developers engaged in sort of like normalized and accepted. Uh, it's like I've been seeing a growing trend in trying to game-splain or redefine terms so that it's like, oh, no, actually, it means sort of this. And you're like, no, that's not actually what that means. Uh, the definition has been that uh, has been something quite scummy for a long time. Like, And then they try to game-splain to you. And you're like, really, though, guys? Like, yeah. Good old Diablo Immortal, man. The freaking CEO. I have no idea what you, you mean by game spain, but I just keep it at that. <laughs> it's, it's a sim term. It's one of the many. It's when a developer basically tries to explain to you what a term means so that it doesn't mean what it means. It's sort of like um, uh, it's, it's sort of like trying to gaslight people, right? But but at the same time, it's it's essentially trying to redefine a term so that it. Okay. To you, it doesn't mean what it actually means so that you don't think okay. that it's wrong or bad or you accept it. And good old, was it Tryon that did it? No, it was Gamigo that did it with Arcage, and they were game-splaining, as I say, what pay-to-win is, when they just tried to basically so, create a different term than what it means. So what, what I understand, it's basically English.exe. Why I cannot be fast. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh yeah, it's like exe dot dweedle, in my humble <laughs> opinion. Another word that only you probably understand if you're around me long enough. It's okay now. We'll we'll move on. <laughs> so cosmetics are up there they are we will definitely be chatting more about some of the things in general game development in the near future but let's talk about this dev discussion man we've got some uh there's some interesting stuff here on this because i do like i don't know who it is that's making these but they've been making these for a little while now uh for the different dev discussions etc we don't really get the the guild uh sort of discussions anymore they kind of tapped on that one after a while. Um, but the dev discussions on world map exploration. Now, some like, you know, when I first saw this and I read it, the way I read it was like, I actually read it sort of like it was scope creep. It, it seemed to be scope creep. At, at first glance, I was like, that feels like scope creep dialogue sort of. And then, I had to like give it a, a a better like look and go, okay, no, no, it's not. So I don't know why it hit me like that. And this isn't really like a slight or a complaint on Intrepid at all. It, it just, it looked a certain way when I looked at it at first and I was like, 
and I think it's, and I've kind of been, I've kind of been wondering, I kind of have a theory about Intrepid, right? And this might be tinfoil hats. You can want to throw them on if you'd like real quick. I kind of, I don't think this happens all the time, but sometimes, great, great job, guys. Uh, sometimes I can't help but wonder, I think they bring up topics that they know are going to trigger people to keep people engaged because, and it works. And I've been noticing it. I'm like, every so often we get a topic that would clearly trigger people to talk about. Oh, blanket uh, helmet. I don't think that works the same, Basil, um, as tinfoil, if you... Um, I don't think I'll have to remember to get my extra tinfoil later. It's it's hot enough here, okay? Faisal's <laughs> uh, like, I got this, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I think so. I actually do think that they do that. I think that they actually every so often sort of like, sort of like poke, kind of poke purposefully just to sort of like stir up the general MMORPG community to get them more engaged and it's it's a good plan. It's actually a good. It's a good plan because it keeps people consistently engaged. How many other MMORPGs in development that have been going along in month to month? You just keep people tethered to you. Like a lot of people generally will just sort of like tap out and go, ah, it's going to be a long time. I'll check back in in about another year. But you don't get you do get that with any game. Right. And Ashes has that, too. But man, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good trigger point, I think, isn't it? And um, Dreamworld certainly didn't take that approach. Uh, may it rest in peace. You you all didn't hear about Dreamworld, the MMORPG that was at, in Kickstarter. It funded for sixty four thousand dollars. And uh, if you're new to this show, let's just uh, I'll I'll educate you shortly and briefly here on it because it's just one to really keep on your. Um, your radar if you really want to play the last game you'll ever play the the only game the ultimate game that ends all games it's literally the last one you'll ever play it's dream world and uh and if you don't believe me well you should just check it out because really ashes of creation is just not worth your time if you play a game like dream world is it it's a fucking joke i'm kidding come on you should see this shit though it's horrible it's the worst thing you've ever seen the fact that got funded for 64k okay pin it sim tuck it away thursday got it check let's let's talk about the dead <laughs> discussion <laughs> let's talk about skip uh, like i wanted to uh, yeah man it's a feels bad moment but let's talk about the dev discussion i'm gonna go ahead and present the the actual point and let's talk about it right i encourage you all to chime in 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 chat right ping me ping the rest of us uh specifically me i'll see it that way i can make sure i don't miss it in chat but uh, gentlemen if you see a really good topic don't hesitate to bring it up if i miss it too because you know i possibly will but this dev discussion is on world map discovery. This happens to be dev discussion number 43. That's actually saying a lot. It's quite a bit. That's a lot of daggum. That's many months of dev discussions at this point. But the question is, would you like to see a traditional MMO? <laughs> sorry. I know. Daedalus. I'm just, I'm sorry. I, just, I got your response in my head. And I'm just going to. I guess we'll see if it's actually what I think it is. Would you like to see a traditional MMO world map that, once explored, updates with the ever-changing state of the world, or would you prefer to see more innovative ways to keep maps up to date? I don't know, guys. What do you think? Any thoughts? 
I, I will just say this, like in terms of my impression of the question, yeah. like there's two things is there's one that I mentioned before the podcast and there's kind of another one too related to your point. I'll, I'll mention the second one first, just cause it, you know, it, we're on the momentum yeah. of that. Yeah, sure. I feel like they have ideas behind the scenes. They haven't told anyone about that. They kind of want to like, you know, drop some knowledge on people and just get that wow factor. Kind of like what they've done. Like, you know, in some of the presentations this year, you're like, I had no idea it was this rich. Right. But it's in this case, it's like maybe ideas that they're like debating, you know, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's see what the community thinks. Right. And it's, again, I don't necessarily see it as much as scope creep as is, Oh, they're, they're, they're winding up for a curveball and they're just, they're just checking the direction of the wind and all that stuff. Right. They do that. Don't they? Yeah, they do. They Mm -hmm. very much do. And the other thing is like, this question, I'm like, really? It feels like you're leading me down a path here, team. And it's like, path would you on. rather have something generic? Or would you rather have something really super unique? I mean, really? That's not a question. <laughs> that is totally not a question. So it's like, just tell it. Like, honestly, I would have put it this way again, not knocking them, just giving, poking a little fun. But I would have put it fun. like, tell us how you how you would like to see like you know unique ways to update the map because at the end of the day to me it's a non-question i want to see something new i want to see something different right it doesn't necessarily like i would i don't want to say be disappointed but i you know i wouldn't be wowed if it was just more of the same Mm -hmm. so i would love to see like different things they can do to keep the map up to date i mean i like the idea of an ever-changing map i like the idea of maybe like hey something's shown up on the map but i don't know exactly what it is it's not like you know in i know games like uh you know any of the assassin's creed like open world games where you see like Mm -hmm. icons everywhere and you know what that icon means so you're just gonna go there right? right it's not like once you discover it it's always there and so on until you like do whatever needs to be done there then it grays out right so it just clutters the map what i'd love to see is like some fog of war somewhere hey there's a threat there. You should check it out. And then you go there and there's an event there that maybe you unlock and then it alerts the server or something like that. Again, anything that it can do to help people not only socialize, band together, but be able to reward exploration. It's like I went and found something like super unique on the map because mm-hmm. I was curious. And now I either got like raffle stopped by a boss or I found this unique mob and got this unique item or something, right? I think that would be some really great ways to get people engaged. Um, And also, I think at some point they talked about this battle map idea. I don't know where it's landed in their whole thought process, but I love the idea of that too, where you could go in and maybe in, in an inn, like, Hey, I found something and I marked it on the, like the, like the main map and it allows like, other people to see it again where your updates are more organic versus automatic yeah i think organic's definitely key but what do you think Faisal? thoughts on me i reckon it's one of those flim flams conspiracy theorism <laughs> what um explain <laughs> explain your thoughts on this conspiracy theory i agree with you the whole thing about putting the community against the community <laughs> Oh my God! He took off his tinfoil oh. hat. Do you see what happens when you take off? Or sorry, your uh, 
your uh, blank blanky. Oh, actually, in this case, would be tinfoil. Uh, what happens, Hazel? I'm <laughs> telling you, man. It's it's got a there's a there's a there's a an effect. It's a delayed effect. It's not like a dot, right? Um, but taking the tinfoil hat off now. Yeah. Um, uh, I generally like okay. There's there's a couple of stages to 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 a map. There's the design aspect, but I just got speed with them <sighs> because honestly, people who that create really good maps are amazing, and I don't know how they do it generally. <laughs> um, but that's a different topic. Um, uh, but. I think, at least for me, I would like to have a map that is somewhat empty. And when a quest is given to me and I go to that quest and it reveals a cave, um, they shouldn't really mark that cave for you. For They shouldn't mark every cave for you. Right. Sure, if it's like a huge dungeon, sure. But if like if it's just a normal cave that has local resources, I think they should make that for you to discover. If like, that yeah. makes sense, like you got to get up um, it to the entrance and actually potentially go through it. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, other than that, I believe, like, I do not want to see markers everywhere. Like I don't True. need to be like Google Maps tell me, oh, where's the nearest flower? Uh, the nearest flower is like five steps away from you. I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> so yeah. In 20 blast grass blades, take a right by the flower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So probably a really horrible joke. And you can go ahead and call it a uh, you know, uh, never mind. I don't want to date myself here, but ignore that. It's fine. People in chat give me enough grief, right? It, I agree, though. I saw this Wikisoth in chat was talking about. I like the ability to mark things ourselves, and I think I, I definitely think flexibility in marking things on the map is key. I think it's good when you can sort of like mark, um, even when you have compasses, being able to like mark something, pin a point, it sort of shows up. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a bit of a balance, though, uh, to, to, to the approach that they decide to take, um, because they don't want things to just be like sort of tons of markers, tons of pings, tons of points. Um, way back, they even talked about the importance of um, when you're traveling out in the open world, for example, um, not necessarily being able to have everything marked super specifically to where if I'm like running and I'm headed east and I've got my mount and I'm riding my mount or I'm like running on foot, like maybe some of the ways I'm going to actually know exactly where something's at is if I see a landmark. And I remember this being a discussion point uh, years ago now at this point, um, like maybe it's a really large statue or if it's a mountain, things like that. And, um, you know, we were running around like alpha one, for example, and you, you sort of had that similar experience, but there was still, marks on the map and things like that right so um i agree though being able to like pin something show something share it with the party is important but you also don't want there to be like too much of that if you do have it because then it starts to feel like a bit of a cluster um maybe i'm seeing things on the map i don't really want to see that makes it kind of you know uncomfortable for me when i'm kind of trying to navigate on my own uh, versus someone else just having their own stuff down um but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of approach they they take. But I agree. Like when you go in, I think uh, World of Warcraft is probably a good 
example of this, right? Where you run into a certain area. <laughs> wow, Dayless, you look like something stinks all of a sudden, man. Um, yep, yeah, yeah. Starts with a B and ends with a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a B and ends with a lizard. It sounds a lot like blizzard, but. You know, when when you like run into an area and this is, I think, sort of like what I thought about when Faisal was talking about it, is you get into an area and then you hit like this chunk of the map and the whole chunk just opens up and everything that's on it shows up and it's there and you can see it. You didn't really have to run up and discover it. Um, when I think of a game like, well, let's say Elden Ring, for example, it's a good it's a good reference point. You you literally have got to run up to those things on the map and you might open up some things on the map that you can sort of like see. And it makes sense. Like I'm running around something. I get up on this like edge of a mountain or a large hill or something and I'm looking down like, you know, as a person I'm looking down, I'm going to be able to make out there's trees and stuff. There's slopes of a hill like that stuff makes sense. But. Maybe I don't see where cave entrance is at, shrouded by the trees, right? The tree line's kind of blocking it all. Or maybe I don't see like a tower or a structure of some sort because you got to be closer to notice that stuff. Those sorts of things, like cave entrances, for example, like that totally makes sense to be able to have like run up to it and be like, oh, there's a cave here. How do I know? Like I had to get close enough for that to actually be visible um, for me to actually be able to see that. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that point. Now, there's an interesting discussion point about <clears throat> talking about the sort of um, innovative approach that they're going to take to the map. And Armisel, who is actually here, I was like, he, I remembered this. He was like, you know, I actually feel like I talked about this a while back. He came up with this idea a while back. And he, he likes to do that. He likes to hypothesize and come up with his own theories about things in the game. And this was one that he definitely called out a while back. And I, he was bringing it up to me in DMs uh, over the past few days or something. And I was like, you know, I remember him bringing that up, man. And I was like, you know, he was like, you want me to get you some info? And I was like, yeah, homie, sure. Let's talk about it. So he got me some info and he shared it. And I'm going to share it with you all, right? I'm going to read through the points here, okay? So he brought these up, and I'm going to read through the discussion points. Now, CR is going to stand for Clifford Robbins, board game director, and SS is going to be Stephen Shreve, okay? So I'm going to read through this right here. So SS, Stephen Shreve, it said, now these come from two different pieces. The first part of this is going to be from, this is related to the board game, and the second part's from like a Kickstarter, right? So some of this is like during 24-hour Kickstarters. Some of this is sort of like off the Kickstarter, or sorry, one of them's off of the 24-hour D&D campaign during their crowd or during their funding of charity events. The other is off of the Kickstarter. So there you go. So Stephen had said, uh, in with him comes two acolytes. And with them comes a box, which they place on the table. The priest explains, thank you all for coming to Ren. Your assistance will prove helpful in this desire, or sorry, desire situation, dire situation we have uncovered. He opens the box and inside is a severed head with the tongue protruding out of it. It is a human head. The tongue is out by about a foot and you notice the eyes are missing. CR said the eyes are cut out. Stephen says... No missing. Here, There is also a symbol on the head 
a circle with a line and a crescent on it. High priest says, this is the matter you are here for. We recognize this symbol. It is only spoken out in the most ancient of texts. There is a prophecy that says, when this symbol appears, a dark time is ahead. Sounds like we're talking about a little bit of prophesizing, probably some of the God of the fate, about the apocalyptic events that are coming, right? Now there was talking about there will be expansions. And I'm going to actually pop up. This is probably going to be on the wiki, if I'm not mistaken. I think this will align. You may or may not be able to read this, but if you'll pull up map and you look it up on the wiki, you'll see what I'm talking about. There will be expansions, but the base game can be played standalone. Expansions will come with additional map tiles with new locations to gain resources from. Map tiles from expansions can be switched out. Expansions come with additional structures. The game comes as a complete set with an adjustable map. We're talking about the board game here. Tabletop game, rather. With an adjustable map that players construct every game. There's a prophecy that says when this symbol appears, a dark time is ahead. So this happened before and happens more than once. The game comes as a complete set with adjustable map that players construct every game. Map tiles from expansions can be switched out. So if you make the game uh, about the MMO, why have a changing map if that's how it's built. So the idea of a changing map seems like something that synergizes both both with the tabletop game and the actual MMORPG. Um, some of the last stuff here, it depends on, uh, because the world doesn't appreciate civilization, something dark and terrible happened long ago, to wipe it from the face of the planet and now civilization has returned, those dark things stir again. So the idea of nodes civilization, encroaching upon territory, things that are sleeping. These are things we've all talked about before, but it seems pretty clear. And I'm going to post the Kickstarter image here. Now the Kickstarter image says, right, there's a quote, a red right there, talking about something dark happened long ago to wipe civilization from the face of the planet. And now that civilization has returned, those dark things stir again. This is pretty interesting because when you think about it in terms of a board game, sure, that's pretty easy. You set up new maps every time. You, the setting can change, right? Has happened before, can happen again. It sounds a bit like a prophecy, right? So we know that it happened before. The interesting part where my brain goes, and I, and I could be wrong, but I think this is probably where Armored Cell was hitting on as well, is like... I'm even thinking like once the game is out, like new zones, new locations for resources, all that stuff with expansions makes sense. It's pretty normal how expansions tend to work in games in general. But when I think about the idea of map being ever changing and I think about even like discovery of the map. That's world an, events. World events. That's kind of an interesting idea to toy with, isn't it? Right? Yeah how much could an event reshape the face of the world and sort of reset maybe even what has been explored? How much could that change as a result of no development? That's one of the things I wonder about the most when I, when I read over those points, we talk about the board game, we talk about the MMORPG. Steven even talked recently about the map. You were talking about they like the sort of fish people on topics ahead of development live streams or things that they showcase sometimes. Steven said last live stream, he was like, ah, oh, there's something I want to share about the map. Uh, we're not ready yet. We'll save that one for another stream is what he said. Right. 
I hypothesize the 480 square kilometers might change. That is my hypothesis. Based on the fact that Steven had shared in a live stream around the time they talked about updating to Unreal Engine 5, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, that they were limited to 480 square kilometers because that's what Unreal Engine 4 was capable with. Unreal Engine 5, my friends, is a whole different ballgame. World building and open world building takes a massive step forward, not just in the Unreal Engine, but like for games in general. This is a big part of why you see a lot of MMORPGs, open world RPGs, uh, all the games that want to really work with an open world are, are pushing. I mean, look at the Witchers going there. Tomb Raiders going there, right? Gears of War is going there. You got a lot of games that are going there, and Ashes of Creation has been grounded in it from the get-go. So this is big for an MMORPG. This is just big in general if you think about world building and the open world map. So it's something to think about. With Steven sort of teasing us already about this, and then them posting this dev discussion, and then seeing... You know, shout out to Armand Cell who shared that. Ah, man, my, my mind's stirring a little bit. I, I actually wonder if we're about to get something different related to the world and the map and kind of a combination of that in general. I don't know. Is Have you thought of anything as a result of this conversation, gentlemen? Because I know I'm kind of bouncing around right now. I mean, one thing that I will say, I mean, I tend to agree with you that if there was a limit with Unreal 4, I mean, it, you know, you know, dollars to donuts is probably like a bigger map. But I think one thing that we just talked about, and you kind of talked about the tabletop piece. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, right, where Steven, you know, incubated this whole idea of Ashes of Creation was through a tabletop, right? And so if they're like yeah. really kind of making efforts to be really specific on how they set up this tabletop game mm -hmm. i do tend to agree that i expect those guiding principles to be how they're setting up the mmo mm -hmm. and i would love to see like you know when they're ready because i think if they're just putting this dev discussion out now it's likely not going to be mm -hmm. the next stream it's probably going to be Two, at least three, a at few least. streams out yeah. i would love them to like do like a world map tech showcase. I know they did something before where they said, Hey, we did this thing and it's kind of like mm -hmm. really quick, but we sped up like all the possible scenarios. Yeah. I like them without necessarily revealing too much of like the actual on the HQ, by the way, if people go yeah. to the world, the world map one, I, I shared it there. Oh no, it's on nodes. I'm sorry. Nodes. It's on the side. Nodes. We clipped it and it's a simulation you're talking about, right? With the world map. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I would love to see them demonstrate that tech in some way to say like, okay, just like what they did with the weather tech, right? Is like, hey, this is an area. Oh, and hey, something happened here. Now let's show how this area has changed as a result of that. Mm. And again, and not not necessarily just like the weather aspect. And but, roads too. Oh, Remember that tech? Roads, exactly. Roads, mm. available quests. Like, hey, this NPC showed up and that was because this happened. And it, again, they can speak in scenarios that aren't necessarily tied to the, the other game, just enough where they can have a show stream about this. I think that would, you would, you would make, you know, nerds, you know, cry out and joy, you know, in the entire galaxy. So yeah, I would, I would say. 
What you, Faisal? Thoughts? Um, I'm still thinking about the whole process. Like, mm. I don't think they would like increase the map size per se, unless if they were trying mm. to make another. Because there's already two continents technically. Mm. Unless if they want to add a third or a fourth continent, they can increase it in map size. However, when in terms of changing your already uh, fixed board from an event, let's say like a tsunami hit or a volcano uh, erupts or et cetera and et cetera, um, that would change the field that you're currently in. For example, if a volcano goes in the snow areas, mm -hmm. that place doesn't become snow no more. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I forgot about this. Yeah, go on, go ahead, Faisal. Don't let me forget to talk about what I'm sharing on the screen. Don't let me forget. Okay. Um. That that being said, I think it doesn't stop them from making instances of other maps as well. Um, that is also a possibility that can arise. Um. In terms of the other things, I must agree with you guys. There's nothing really much to mm. say to add. Someone on Twitter, I think, I saw this the other day, and I, I'm really glad something Faisal was saying totally triggered my, my memory on this, about the globe that we see there. And someone was yes. saying something about the map looks different on the globe. And as it's spinning, I can't pause it because it's a GIF. But I, I think that they might be right if that's actually the map. It, it doesn't the, look... That is the map. It doesn't look the same as I've, I've seen it on a 3D map that spins before. And something about that doesn't look the same. And it, you've got to like... I, my challenge to you all that are watching or listening is I challenge somebody to to go and, and take a look at it. Because even as I'm no, looking no. at it, it, it looks... Is the same. Is it though? I can I can, I can pinpoint Australia. <laughs> what? The, the it's right there. It's the only island available in the map. <laughs> Faisal, I love you, man. Talking about the Varan map, are we? Oh, <laughs> oh, buddy, it it looks like the Varan map, but it doesn't look like it's wrapping the same way. The, the, the continent specifically, what I think is the Eastern one where the, you see the snowy area, mm -hmm. something about that one doesn't even look right. The other one, it kind of seems like it's the same. I can't help but wonder if they're changing the map though. I, I actually do gen genuinely wonder because if they decide to go bigger, I don't think the continents are going to be the same anymore. And I don't think it would wrap around the map the same or around the globe the same way either. And I can't help but wonder if that's a new map and it has been adjusted and it's wrapped on there differently now. But I don't know. Again, tinfoil hats. Faisal, you're not wearing it. Sorry, buddy. You're, you've been wearing, wearing it. it. You didn't wear it the whole damn time, though, either. And that's why some of that stuff seeped in and gotcha. Be careful, everybody. Wait. It's not for me. It's not a Dark Overlord thing. It's just, um, well, that's probably set myself up for some there. <laughs> Okay. Just yeah, you did. Way. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> As I was saying those words, I was like, oh, no, that just happened, didn't it? That's going to get used somehow. I don't know how, but it yeah. will. Yep. <laughs> yes. Maybe when it gets a little bit cooler, we can, you know, we can share Faisal's like hoodie and we can like each mm. have a hoodie. 
<laughs> we can all be dark overlords for you know for halloween oh no, that's a good point uh actually armand still dm me and he shot he shot me the the tabletop map oh remember the tabletop map i've got it saved somewhere you can check it out um and, and i can actually post it in our discord somewhere when i find it. if y'all remind me after the show tonight or while i'm doing the pathfinder post show because we do a, i do a pathfinder post show after the live stream of the pathfinder show um but actually, that's a good point because you notice there's like these islands that are split out. The world map that we've seen just shows two continents. And I think we're just seeing the middle part. We're not seeing the outer part. And so I kind of wonder if what we're seeing wrapped around on that 3D globe there is actually the full map and not just the map we've seen. Yeah, interesting. Oh, we need to, I need to take a look at that closer because that's actually, that could very, very likely be... Oh, no, you just you put in reminder tabletop map and I just clicked on it. So the ping won't be there for me later. Rip. <laughs> I multitask too much during these live streams, man. I'm telling you. Uh, welcome. Welcome in chat. I see some I see some new names in chat or at least returning names that I haven't seen in a while. Um, but yes. So you do it again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You guys, I appreciate you looking out. I just shouldn't be on that damn screen. I should stop it, Sim. Stop clicking stuff. Okay. I got a question for everybody. Like we're going to, we're going to do map talk, <laughs> map talk real quick. What are, what do you all and you all watching, listening, whatever, what do you consider good practices when it comes to a world map? This is a bit of a different question. We're not just talking about revealing, right? This is a bigger, broader question. What do we consider best practices when we think about a map, specifically in an MMORPG? Like, what are, what do you kind of feel like you need? What really is sort of the essentials? And what do you kind of not want? Because maybe that is sort of too much. Like, maybe that is a bit excessive. It is too much of a cluster. Too many points. Too many pins. Um, I saw TL in chat was talking about it. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't want to see resources. Like, ever. I hate it when we have add-ons that do that. Yeah, it makes it easy. But I prefer to run around and just see them. Like, I, I, I like being able to identify them. And potentially... Maybe you put in points so that they glow and they sort of have an aura and they show up as a result of specking into being able to to identify them more easily at a distance. Like I prefer to run around, see them and and loot them because I can see them standing out somehow. Um, that's one example. But what are what are sort of like the do's and don'ts for you guys? I mean, I would love to see maps that have like, I mean, that are more true to the landmarks and the elevations, because mm -hmm. that's one thing that always bugged me about some maps is like you think you can get through a certain way, but the map is really more generic. So I'd like to see something more detailed in a map and like along the lines of resources, I totally agree. Right. Those should be marked on the map. Um, I'm not a fan of the icon orgy where there's like so much on the map you can't actually see <laughs> the map right yeah. um but the other thing um that i would say that i did like like one of the things that i think was um a positive for that you know amazon game was the fact that yeah. they didn't like have stuff sparkling or glowing or whatever it's like you see a tree you can harvest a tree mm -hmm. right you see a rock you can you know you know you can split that rock up and take some resources so i would love to see no type of um i would like it to be more intuitive 
than like your standard MMO, which is going to give you like sparkles or glows or something, right? If you see a flower or something, right, it's, you know, it's something you can, you know, herb, you might, you can hover over and you know, it's, you know, harvestable or whatever, but you can't necessarily see it before you do that. And that was one thing that I really liked, right? It was that made it feel more like a world versus a game. Mm, And I think that was the most immersive part of you know new world at all oh you mentioned it was the i i did mention it damn homie wow don't strike me don't strike me down you said the words you said them out loud Uh, i did i did (laughs) um but i i just want i that was the most immersive part for me is not only did there's like there the sound design was on point with that but the fact that you did see like a world and you did you know, realistically go and harvest a tree when there was a tree there. Right. Um, So I think that's important. And especially if you've got like um, resources that are more scarce in Vera, you know, you're, if you see something, you're like, Oh, Hey, like visually, I know that's an iron node, or I know that's, you know, you know, some unique crystal that I need, right. What, what have you, right. You'll be able to spot it more easily that way. Versus always just looking for sparkles on the map or icons on the map. I just, I never found that, you know, I mean, it's very functional, but it's not, you know, very, I guess, fun. And I didn't know what I, you know, what I didn't know until like, you know, that, that game did it. That it was Mm. like, oh, hey, there's a tree. I can go hack down a tree and it's going to give me resources. Yeah, I think that's also going to be an interesting, there's a bit of an interesting take on that because one of our conversations more recently from the last developer live stream, which was actually our last um, Ashes Pathfinder podcast was kind of covering the, oh my gosh, do we need to, we finished all of the Q&A last time, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, I was making sure. Okay, good. But we talked about all of that. We, We had a talk around combat and talking about action and tab. And I think it's also important to like maybe sort of piggyback off of that a little bit. And when you're talking about being able to identify something, I think if you're running around and you're not in action mode, um, it's going to be very different than if you're in tab target mode where you can take your mouse and you can sort of hover something to see if it's like harvestable versus being in action. Maybe all you're relying on is your um, reticle at that point uh, or something. I, I haven't really had issues with subtle glow effects on things like subtle like i i still prefer that you have to be able to identify based on looking at it like i i know what that is because i've i've looted it so many times i've farmed it so many times that well loot's probably not the right word but you i've i've uh acquired via my hands picking the thing <laughs> How else will you take it, Sim? How <laughs> else? <laughs> I just feel like using the word loot doesn't really go good for me. So I just like anyway. And you emphasized hands. It's <laughs> 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 so true. But you know, if it, it, I think it's tricky, right? Like if they're gonna emphasize on it in some way, like perhaps uh, vi- more vibrant colors or something. I, I do think. If you want any emphasis, it needs to stand out a bit because sometimes those things can get sort of lost in other elements in the terrain, like grass and other things that are sort of like standing pretty high. And we looked at some of the um, 
when we looked at the seasons video and we saw some of the the uh, the the things growing in the terrain as the seasons were changing, some of the some of that like grass was actually quite high. Um, so I think definitely making sure that it it still like it stands out in some way or that it just isn't easily like completely covered because that that kind of is obnoxious. I think when it's just you have other things that are just blocking it. You just can't see it at all. Um, and especially in a game like ashes where you're, you know, it's not going to be static. It's not gonna be the exact same place. Every time those little, little hubs, those little harvestable nodes that exist are going to shift around a bunch. Um, I want to read some comments from the chat though. There were some good things to read here, right? Things I want to see on a map. You all said in chat, um, need the map to be accurate. Not pretty. Cool map art is cool, but it's not as functional as Wikisloth. TL said, towns, roads, uh, point of interest, right, that I've discovered. Fair. Um, Alfina brought up another one. It's actually a good one, right? Making sure the map syncs properly with the radar where you're actually at is, yeah. Making sure that it's not off. I've seen, oh, I've seen some games. And then part of the reason I hate the map is because you just got to drag it around all the time. It's just never where you're at, where you zoom in. You've got to move it too much. Um, let's not make the map a mini game, right? Um, mm. Resources should be self-marked. I can agree with that. Burkhardt said, don't want to see what world events are going on. Would rather run into them while exploring or from friends messaging me on how it's... That's a good point. We've talked about that one before too. When we talked about like in-game notifications on screen versus things you see on maps or compasses. I agree with that one. I don't want a bunch of stuff going off and just like showing you where it's at. It's like, don't... I'll go tell us exactly where it's at. Like, that's not realistic. Yeah. Like, you know, just, I'm not going to be running around the world, have a map out and go, oh, look, on my piece of paper, it's I'm, something's going off. I'm like, unless you want to make it a kind of ridiculous world magic. Uh, three I other, mean, go ahead. Another, another way they could do it, at least, it's mm -hmm. region locked, if that makes sense. Like, if you're in a certain node and someone spots it and you know where it is, you might be able to it's it's okay to show on the map so on if the it's map a certain event like uh, a world event that type of thing so would but, you want it showcasing the exact location or just somewhere on the no, map no, saying it's happening area area, yes. area. oh got it and you're in it got it you know that makes sense <laughs> not gps pinpoint yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is. <laughs> like sort of like hey something's going on in the zone but you only know if you're in the zone sort of thing yeah, yeah, yeah in the cool. zone, yeah, and even it, you don't know the exact location right. to you. I think it's yeah, just like you're in a game. zone and there's some stuff going down. If you go find it, talk to your homies, they'll you can locate it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Baka in chat said, I would like to be able to see all the active members of my guild on the map, regardless of the distance, and thus be able to better coordinate events quickly. I don't see, I, I, I can understand that, but I think that's what a party's for. I wouldn't I wouldn't really have an issue with that if like you're in a group just for the sake of organization as opposed to like, you know, but that that also is kind of like I kind of wonder where people stand on that one. You know what I mean? I mean? They could make it a guild thing. Yeah. Like if you're in a guild, you can just pinpoint it and tell your homies. It's like the same thing for the party system, just bigger. Yeah. Three there actually said height, map height, maps with height would be nice. Not fully 3D, but like 2.5D maybe. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of cool. What's what's 2.5D? Um, I like, never knew that term existed. Sort of, it's sort of like, uh, well, my perspective is sort of think of like isometric games. How you kind of have that like 
sort of over and you can kind of see some of the stuff and things, but you don't get like a full three-dimensional approach. Still kind of 2.5D. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, got you, got you, got you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of like showing where all your guildmates are because, I mean, granted, I mean, we're not going to necessarily mm. be like a huge guild, but that can get pretty busy. I like the idea of party members. That's that's more functional. And yeah. I think not having like the, um, the guild members um, on the map I would say it encourages you to like chat with your fellow guildmates and say, Hey, I'm in this area. Or you can look at a roster and say, these 10 members are in this location. Um, so I think it is, I, I would prefer something like that versus just having mm. a bunch of dots everywhere. Um, again, party is the exception to that. Cause that's likely just going to be more an immediate need, but guildmates that mm. might be a little overkill in my opinion. Yeah, I can understand. Uh, I, can understand that I just looked on 2.5D photos. I don't think that would work in our scenario. It's interesting like, to think uh, about. It is, it is interesting to think about, yes, for sure. But mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it, because we already have a height factor and we can look at it mm -hmm. from all angles. If you take that to 2.5, it's just not going to look nice. <laughs> yeah, someone was talking about the uh, map in uh, Black Desert Online. I actually couldn't stand that map, but that was just my own personal perspective on it. It kind of drove me nuts. Right. The the map in freaking, oh my god, Final Fantasy XIV is like a trigger point for me too. Like, dude, <sighs> kills me, dude. I'm just like, oh. I, I, don't, I didn't mind the map in um, Elder Scrolls Online. Had a pretty good map. And I think World of Warcraft had a pretty good map too. Like, I felt like it's straightforward. It's not like really difficult. Um, you know, you can kind of go in and you can go out. You, you know, all around. It wasn't really too difficult to navigate, but it wasn't really that innovative or anything either. Um, so, um, so less stuff, messy major towns, dungeons, map be intuitive. Like uh, Daedalus is saying, without this is a mountain lake. You can't just walk over this coordinates to help direct guides yeah coordinates map coordinates is really important too i totally agree with that especially I, I think you really do need to have that like and i think i think making that easy too i actually hated the way world of warcraft did that where like you just went around i'm like it, i like that a lot better uh how you could sort of like flip it on and sort of like have a little module that was sort of there it's like where are you at it's like and you can just look and see where you're at Sort of like you had a compass in your hand. Like I kind of dig that idea. That one works and resonates a lot better for me. So there's that. Um, just making sure my things work here. Let me do this. Yeah, it does work. Okay. And then this one. I'm trying to make life a little easier for the mods too by having a couple things that are like automatically going through. But I don't think those have been automatically going through on timers because my Streamlabs chatbots busted as biatch. Big your shit, Streamlabs. Okay. You'll not sponsor my stream. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so we talked about some of the do's and don'ts. With respect to innovating the world map and the landscape, I want to talk about the events. I kind of want to go back to the events topic a bit, too, real quick. We talked about this like a while back. Is it... Okay, Here, here's what I want you to think about two ideas, right? One... Like Faisal's idea, somewhere in the area idea of like uh, uh, something on a map sort of indicating a point. 
like there's an event happening, something like that, right? Yeah. When we think about that, like, because I remember we talked about this a while back. One of the things we talked about was having a notification popping up now in Alpha 1. This is there. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it popping up on my screen the way it did. It was always so big and it was immersion breaking for me. I know it was Alpha 1. It's not the ultimate plan. I didn't I really mean, like that. I mean, it kind of took the entire screen. So <laughs> it really of, did, dude. If, if, I mean, someone, if, someone too. if someone misses ah. that notification, I'm like, how are you even playing the game? <laughs> dude, did, anybody that watched me when I did live streams for this, like there was a hacker that was hacking the game and they were having fun because they were having fun with me. They were like, hey, you, hey, you. They were hacking and posting announcements all the time. And I'm like, you're making me not like you. I uh, I generally just avoid certain people when they're annoying. But you're, you're kind of making me not like you as a person. And I don't even know you. And I don't want to I don't want to feel that way about you. I kind of felt good to feel that way about them a little bit at the end because they were annoying little shit. But that was so funny. Yeah, it was funny for you all, I think. Uh, not so much for me. And if you're watching the Ashes HQ <laughs> videos that I've been posting, there is one particular stream where it is going on for like like an hour or something. I like relog, change characters, zero. It didn't matter. I was like, and I'm sitting there going, hey, this is happening. Then there were the invisible people that killed you. That was a fun time too. But that pinging, that popping up on the screen, I've never been a fan of that. Mobile games are notorious for this. And sometimes there's no way to turn it off. You're just like, dude, I don't, I don't want to. Please, no, thank you. Please, please, no, thank you. Please, thank you, no. At all. That's one of the things for me, I think. Um, any other thoughts, though? Map stuff. It's immersion breaking to see that. And I'm kind of curious when it comes to a map or just sort of like identifying locations what tends to be immersion breaking for people. That's I think what it really is going to be a big one for a lot of people when it comes down to what we do and we don't like. Oh yeah. There wasn't the forward slash ignore command because they had control of the developers functions and were posting announcements on the map. Like the devs could do. And I was like, Oh God, please help. They, they, yeah. Yeah. There were people having fun during alpha one. They really were. Yep. Gosh, they were having fun. I was just like, Wee! a little bit. Friends, we are winding down to the end of this show, right? We got a nice, big, hefty discussion around map stuff and things. Uh, I, I actually think potentially, I think we got some space here. I think we've got another live stream until we're going to be doing art. Because I don't expect that they're going to be doing their, their developer live stream until the 29th, which is a week from this coming Friday, which is the 22nd. If that's the case, our post show would be the 31st, which means next Sunday we'll have a show. And on that show, we can fill it with all the stuff and things community related, which is fun. And this is where we get to pull community topics, discussion points. We usually tie those into the shows in general, but this is where we get to sort of like really sort of showcase that. 
for a daggum stream. And one thing I've seen recently come up is the discussion around treasure hunting has been coming up recently. Um, stuff around naval content has been coming up recently. Some of those little mm-hmm. sort of things that are sort of there to the side that have been coming up uh, here lately. So, and it, and it does sort of piggyback off of the discussion of like immersion, environment, world map, things like that. Now, if you've got an idea though, you can go to Ashes HQ, form up, create your own thread, a board, post it. You can engage with people in the community. We'll grab that, showcase it here. You can drop it in Discord as well. I've got a couple topics, but um, that I can that I can share. But I I would prefer to pull straight from the community. So post a comment on the YouTube videos, um, this particular one when it goes up and goes live, um, or just shoot me a DM too and, and share it as well. So there we go. Gentlemen, any final thoughts on this particular show before we wind this one down? I know I'm good from my end. What about you, Faisal? Yeah, and again, if you want to stick around for the Ashes post show, we do these after or I do these afterwards. Sometimes we just, it's kind of like our Ashes talk stuff that we did pretty regularly. I'll be doing some more of those again. Uh, I think on Fridays we'll be doing that before the community nights which we're going to have another one of this coming week. Check Discord. We're going to kind of bounce some ideas around, see what the majority of people want to do. And we'll do that this coming Friday. We'll do one the following Friday, but that Friday we'll be doing it after, more than likely, which will be the 29th. We'll be doing it after their developer live stream, our Ashes post show, followed by Community Night. And Pathfinder post shows are always going to be after the Pathfinder podcast. So you're definitely welcome to stick around for those. Friends, it's been a good one. It's been it's good to be back, and it was only a week off, but you you all know we, we really very rarely take a day off uh, of the podcast. We get like a couple a year, maybe another one in there. We we very rarely ever miss as many as four in, a, in an entire year. So this was one of them. But gentlemen, it's always a pleasure, you guys. Uh, why don't you go ahead and shout out your domains, Daylist and Faisal. Let people know where they can find you when you're not on the podcast. I uh, can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Every Look, blue moon, I, I, I put something on Twitter. Every blue moon. <laughs> Every, I mean, you were doing good for a little bit there. You get like two weeks where you were posting and like responding to stuff. And to be fair, I'm not like that much better because I just post when content's releasing. I don't know what live. people do on Twitter. I generally don't. <laughs> they spend a lot of their time I, I doing this like, stuff. I just talk like about and pre-show. retweet. That's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> Man, hey, everybody, it's been a hell of a time. It's always a good time. And remember that, you know, you don't have to be on this show to be a Pathfinder. You just got to be part of the community that bolsters around this show, talks ashes, shares in the conversations. It's always a good time having you all here. Much love to y'all. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, friends, Live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, friends. We'll be catching up with you all real soon. For those of you that are here, we'll be doing the LFM show on Thursday, followed by a Friday community day. So get back on track. Much love, everybody. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you soon. I don't need to things. Just saying, no ninja looters here. Okay, bye, bye. No, really, I don't. I'm not a ninja looter.